beautiful people. I'm Aziz, your host today, or you can call me the MC, the master of ceremony. And today, this is the first skills event of the Kiev Future Society, giving you better skills in a shorter time, upgrading your skills through Telegram. And why does this Telegram channel even exist? That's a very important question. Ukrainian people want to make Ukraine a developed country, but many are frustrated that the educational system in Ukraine does not give them practical modern skills. Without these practical modern skills, it's very difficult to find a great job and impossible to create successful projects that change the future of Ukraine. After interviewing hundreds of interesting Ukrainian people on the Kiev Future podcast, I noticed something. Many guests have great practical skills they are using every day for their success by giving them the opportunity to share their skills. All Ukrainians will be empowered to have a better life. Therefore, the goal of this volunteer Telegram channel is to create three types of free Telegram events. One, practical modern skill workshops. Two, language learning presentations with a focus on English, although I'm sure there are many French lovers and German lovers who will benefit. And three, cultural, culture and poetry events to enrich the soul because it's very, very important. And I know you, Katrina Retz, agree with that totally. We are building a community here. We will support each other. And because of this pandemic, we all need community, encouragement, and empowerment more than ever. If you are attending this event, and I see you there in the list, then you are really special. You truly belong to the Kiev Future Society because we are people who are always developing ourselves. So now it's your turn to do your part. I will do mine. Share this volunteer Telegram channel with all your friends. And if you'd like to participate and be a speaker or to be part of this in any other way, or if you have a question or would like to recommend a topic to, for us to cover, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, because when every Ukrainian gets access to these modern practical skills, they will have hope for a positive future. They will take care of their families better. They will become leaders in their community and they will have the skills needed to create the projects that will impact the future of Ukraine. This is the mission of the Kiev Future Society. We are changing the world because as Steve Jobs said, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Welcome, Daria. So that was the introduction. The speakers today will be first me, Aziz, the Kiev Future founder, then Dasha Malevka, the YBIT nonprofit co-founder. What would be her best tips or advice or ideas about better communication. Then Yara, 
Prokopenko, the HR European Youth Parliament and IIR student, then Elena Visotskaya, a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and an experienced executive in various multinationals, then Denise Bogomas, the Tarasyushchenko Head of Partnership Department of the Student Parliament. So, my turn, I will give my presentation and afterwards, if you have any questions, be ready. Are you destroying your own confidence every single day? It was a summer night, I was there, a 16 years old boy having a cup of tea near the Mediterranean Sea and I looked at the people around and noticed something. I noticed something that really changed my life. But first, do you know the real secret to powerful communication? What do all charismatic communicators have in common? Is it using colorful words, beautiful metaphors, logical arguments? Many think those are the sources of communication power but they are not. It is something totally different. Is it confidence that gives them this magnetic aura? Confidence, yes, but their real secret is deeper than that. My argument is this, the more you know yourself, the more powerful your communication will be. Most people in this world think they know themselves. But if you dig deeper, they're repeating a mix of what their parents told them, what they're seen on television, what they've read in books, and what they found on YouTube. Maybe too, what their friends told them. You cannot be confident if you're just repeating ideas other people created. Because Every time you repeat ideas from others, you are saying to yourself, I am not the leader of my own thinking. I need other people to tell me what to say. Even if this is not obvious, it creates weak confidence. It reduces self-esteem and it kills your communication power. Does this mean never repeat good ideas you've learned? No, no, no. When you know yourself, you will know which ideas match your personality and which ideas don't represent who you are. Then, when you share ideas that match you, you will have power, energy, and confidence in your communications, and your audience will notice. How much do you really know yourself? Again, how much do you really know yourself? For me, it was a summer night. I was there, a 16 years old boy having a cup of tea near the Mediterranean Sea. And I looked at the people around and noticed they had psychological masks. They didn't really do what they wanted. They didn't speak their true words. All they did is behave in the way others will like. And that, to me, seemed very wrong. From that day, 
I refuse to live my life in that fake way. Or as the Indian philosopher Jiddu Krishnamurti said, it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. We only have one life. Will you spend your whole life trying to please others and forgetting your truth? To solve this, here is a three-step plan to follow. Step one, have a new real life experience or learn about a new idea. Step two, reflect on it, think and meditate to feel your emotions. Step three, if your emotions are positive about this experience or idea, then it is for you. It is your truth. Share it with the world with passion. If your emotions are negative about this experience or idea, then it is not for you. It will not bring you happiness. Stop doing that. And keep repeating this process, discovering who you truly are more and more every day. Then when you communicate, choose ideas that represent the real you, ideas that your heart and brain agree with are in alignment you will be truly aligned you will have real integrity you'll be full of confidence and suddenly your communication will have power your voice will have confidence and your words will have passion you will be sharing your truth and your truth cannot be ignored truth creates impact you only have one life. You will spend your whole life with yourself. So how can you know yourself a little more today? Thank you. If you have any questions or comments, raise your hand. And or otherwise, it will be fun for Dasha to get ready and prepare herself. I'll have a bit of tea and I meant every word I said. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you so much, Aziz, for your story and overall for this new format of the podcast. Uh, I'm indeed excited to be a part of it. So thank you. And speaking of the communication, especially of the effective communication, uh, it is right now one of the top soft skills that we even have all over all over the world and living in the globalization when the world now is as closed as ever and like as open at the same time you know it's so easy to reach out uh, i believe that we sh should all get acquainted with cross-cultural communication uh, and uh, get to know this wonderful diversity between all of us uh, and be able to communicate freely because in cross-cultural uh, communication there are more obstacles than in one culture communication because of different traditions, customs, way of communication. So um, it is vital to understand this diversity and develop the acceptance um, as well as develop the awareness of individual cultures and um, get, uh, get in that deepen and uh, learn so <clears throat> uh, there are some tips what we can do so first of all i think we should all be very good attentive listeners 
uh, and kind of try to decode what other uh, representatives of cultures are saying. So this means doing some research priorly and understanding the way how they, uh, they act, how they think, how they talk. And of course, being flexible. It is like getting outside of the shell of what you are used to or what you were doing all your life and trying to um, put it in another way and seeing it from another perspective. There are some bright examples, like, for example, in Bulgaria, people nodding the head the other way. So if they nod like forward, it means no. Uh, and to sides, it means yes. And in all over world, it's the opposite. Um, or the, the speed of communication, like, for example, when negotiating, Americans are usually to the point, they do their business fast, while some countries in Europe, maybe like France or even outside of Europe, like India, they would take their time to actually uh, go like meet each other first, then go through all the details, think collectively and so on. So um, let's see. Uh, also, a, a very important point is that all team members should contribute, especially if it's in a team, and bring the value to the table and be understandable. So there was a great motto by Flex program, not better, not worse, just different, about when we were getting ready for, to go from Ukraine to the US. So this should be applied to every cross-cultural communication, just understanding that it is simply different. And uh, as well, the team members should not damage the cohesion of the team or uh, to prevent it becoming more effective or efficient and uh, should just try put yourself in the shoes of the others. Uh, so I think there is a really cool quote um, which says, we live in different realities, but when you deny what this person is going through, you are denying their reality. We are as different as we are on the inside as on the outside, and we have the right to be so. So people, don't deny differences, accept them, recognize them and cherish them. So I think this perfectly summarizes the effective communication and cross-cultural communication. Um, and the last point that I wanted to point out um, is the importance of feedback. So this can be nonverbal feedback, like nodding a, a, a head, or like looking to the eyes, like kind of agreeing, or verbal feedback, like summarizing what your partner said uh, in another words to have a general understanding that you're all um, in the same plate and you understand each other perfectly. Because a lot of problems come from misunderstanding or miscommunication and feedback is a great solution in both cross-cultural communication and just everyday regular communication. Feel free to jump in if you have any questions. Thank you. So Dasha, if I understood you correctly, it's about not worse, not better, just different. It's about preserving harmony and active listening. Is this correct? Yeah, this is exactly uh, a great summary. Yeah, and also I think cherishing the diversity and all the uniqueness other than trying to become all the same. Perfect. And do you have experience in friends that opened you 
up more to intercultural communication? I have a lot of experience in my university, which is basically a mix of cultures and countries from different uh, like places. So every day in class, we have some small situations like that, or we are practicing. Um, so I was finding it uh, extremely unique, not only like with Fr uh, French or my Ukrainian side, but also with other different uh, people from uh, many places. Thank you. Yesterday with your friend, Elizabeth Kin, she was saying that she believes not only that the culture is different, but that each person in the world is living in their own culture and their own universe. So she respects each one of them and is excited to learn from each person's way of thinking that will enrich her own way. And then I have a question for you. You said we should respect that people are different and respect those differences and cherish them. But at the same time, differences can change us. And therefore, like you said, we shouldn't all be the same. But actually, if we mix all of us together and we learn from others, we become more similar. So what is, in your opinion, the difference then between not becoming the same, but being open to be changed by others' perspectives and thoughts and ideas? Such a great point. Yeah, I think change and evolution is absolutely essential. And uh, in my opinion, if you see something in another person, behavior or habits that you like and that you think is a great one, why not to have it and grow as a person? You know, change is vital. If we stay still, then it's kind of like uh, opposite of evolution, you know, it's regression. Um, so, yeah, I think we should kind of keep our core, but then if we like something or if we would like to inhabit some idea or tip, yeah, why not? Thank you. It's actually really wonderful. I like very much that you have those three points that are very important and that you chose a topic that is relevant to your own experience since you've been living in three different countries throughout the last three different years. I thank you. And if anyone has a question or comment to Dasha, please raise your hands. If not, we will move on and benefit and listen to Yara. Thank you. Then it was perfect. People understood everything. So they're bouche bay, as the French will say, <laughs> in awe. <laughs> and I thank you very much, Dasha. And Yara, I think you can begin speaking. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Aziz, for providing this such a wonderful forum to share our experiences. And I will share tips on how to be more effective in communication, how to improve your message delivery, especially in terms of verbal interaction. There aren't so many synonyms to the world communication, so if you hear me repeating this word too many times, Please deal with it. Uh, disclaimer, I am a communication major. However, I'm not a professional. So my speech is based solely upon my personal experience. Please don't blindly trust what I say. Okay, enough with the introduction. Let's move on to some real stuff. And I will start with some theory. It won't be boring. Please don't mute me. I believe that if you want to be effective in a certain topic, you really need to dig in and investigate. 
even in washing dishes, if you want your plates shining like a star, like serious, it's better you need the perfect temperature for all the fat and grease to dissolve. The same goes for communication. Okay, there are two main approaches to the communication science, minimal effects and powerful effects. The minimal effects approach resembles a hypodermic needle. It has a direct, immediate, and powerful effect on its audience or a person. Basically, the sender injects the message into the audience with the use of media or any other channel. The audience is seen uh, in this approach as passive and more or less unable to resist the message. It should also be noted that effects in this perspective are seen as short-term, immediate, focused on change rather than reinforcement, and finally uniform among the audience, which means that audience factors are, are not really important. As the era of television grew, it was discovered that the audience is not that passive and in fact can reject certain messages, evolve from a vegetable to a non-vegetable. That was taken into consideration and now the powerful approach comes out to play. It uses a strong, long-term, indirect and personal effects. People are being affected by a certain message over and over again that as a result is deposited somewhere on the level of unconsciousness. Remember visiting your grandparents and entering the room of non-stop TV or radio background? Yeah, that's powerful effects. What does it lead us to? To the tip number one. Please don't take messages out of the context for the safety of yours and who do you speak with. Some time ago, there was a thing circling around Ukrainian media and Ukrainians, consequently, that in the East, where the war takes place, Ukrainians shoot Ukrainians. That message appeared and the audience erupted like a volcano. How? Is there no enemy? Is there nobody else to shoot? Is there a war with Russia non-existent and fabricated by the Ukrainian government? So many questions and no answers. Let's take a look at the roots of the issue. An interview with a Ukrainian soldier, quote, if any alive soldier enters the city, I won't hesitate and headshot him. Now a whole context with the same soldier cut out from an interview broadcast. The reporter asks this, this soldier, is it true that you guys go around the city and shoot the civilians? He responds, no. And I told my colonel that if any alive soldier has that in his mind, and tries to enter the city, I won't hesitate and headshot him. See, please double check every information you are presented with. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> Tip number two for personal use. How to handle your audience and how to make sure your message is not only sent, but also received. This meeting right now, for example, just a telegram voice chat, nothing more. Preparing for this mini speech, I was like, uh, there will be no video, I can use no presentations, I can't use gestures, mimics, anything to hold on to. Just me, my voice, and I. And that makes extreme conditions that makes attracting and holding the attention of the audience difficult. Let's pretend that you have at least a video and so you can support your voice with something else. From my experience, jokes, lively and energetic attitude, use of voice and intonation is what makes you a ray of sunshine going down on the audience. Let's be honest, not everything you will need to present in your life will be entertaining. That's even impossible. A seminar topic in your university classes, a startup project in the work environment, not interesting. In that case, you need to be the one to attract all the attention to. Fill the room with your energy, connect to the information you're presenting, Charge every sentence that comes out of your mouth with your own character. 
the message is always hollow and it will remain like that, dull, informative, straight to the facts if you don't do something with it. Don't be afraid, add some flavor. However, keep in mind that not everyone likes their food too spicy or salty. You know, sriracha is best when there is less of it, you know, from personal experience. Um, on the tasty note, I would like to conclude my small speech. Have personality, experiment, and don't be afraid to hesitate. Thank you. You're welcome, La Yara. And if I understood you correctly, it reminds me of a story. I don't remember the exact names of two British really famous politicians. And there was a journalist that interviewed them both. And he said about one, when you speak with him, you think he's the most interesting man in the world. But when you speak to the other, you think you are the most interesting person in the world. So to me, that is like the change between the vegetable or vegetative state of audiences where you're injecting and just broadcasting to them to actually listening to them and creating a conversation which is more modern. So if I understood, that is the first point. The second point is critical thinking when it comes to communication rather than accepting things as facts. Think, verify, and fact check, which is a modern way to say it. Or, and the third point is infotainment. That is what it's called, which is like someone gave a metaphor, give people um, a hot dog that is full of all the nutrition. So it's tasty like a hot dog, but it is as nutritious as a broccoli. So you give them great information, but you entertain them as much as possible and as much as appropriate, because actually there are two extreme types of people, people who chase new emotions all the time and they need excitement. And there are people who will be overwhelmed after a point of too much entertainment. And therefore it's about adapting to them. And often it's more engineering type that wouldn't like you to be a clown and dance or whatever on your presentation. Well, if you went to some artists and you were a clown during the presentation, they will love you for it. Did I understand you correctly? Yeah, you're completely right. I'm so astonished by your skills to summarize. Just you listen to the speakers and you can uh, present the points with uh, your commentary and that's just something I aspire to. Thank you very much and honestly you are very cool and I appreciate very much your very very important actually the ideas that you shared and I just try to share with the people in an easier digestible format because in this time often people summary reinforces the learning. It's like tell people what you're going to tell them tell them and then tell them what you told them. Well, I tell them what you told them. And thank you. It means a lot to me. Are, are there any questions? Please raise your hands. If not, we will move to Elena, who is really excited. Thank you, Yara, and have a great day. I will mute you now. Elena, please. Click to begin speaking. Uh, hello, Aziz. Hello, everyone. Nice to be here. My name. How is are Elena. you? First. Yeah, the, that's great. Uh, the weather is amazing. Uh, spring is the sun is shining, and uh, so I'm very inspired. And I'd like to share some tips 
with you here right now. So um, I'm a psychologist and uh, I'm uh, introducing mindfulness approach. And my commitment is to help busy humans to change their life for better. And uh, I'd like to start with the result of recent research by neuroscientists and they identified four pillars for well-being. The first one is awareness. The second one is healthy relations. The third one is insights. And the fourth is purpose. And today I would like to touch upon healthy relations because communication is an integral part of building healthy relations. And uh, when uh, I touch upon mindfulness approach, I'd like to say that this is not only meditation, this is a lifestyle. So we can bring it to daily life in many ways. And we can engage with the world with awareness and care. And uh, one way we can do this is through the practice of mindful communication. So let us consider today three tips how to communicate mindfully. And right now I invite you to check uh, the first step right now. So the first step is fully arrive, to be present uh, and to take all the best from the present moment. Now you can try feeling your feet touching the floor or if you sit sitting bones touching the chair and perhaps you'd like to smile and notice how it feels in the body is there anything to notice perhaps some sensations in your lips and cheeks where is the tongue and perhaps checking with your emotional part and sometimes when you are facing difficult emotions, coming to the body makes it less active and uh, we can decrease the negative influence on coming conversation. And to summarize this first step, fully arrive, means to be present to make some postural adjustments to support transitioning into your own present moment awareness just to be ready to start communication so the second step is breathe breathe in with curiosity and breathe out with stability and being in contact with our breath helps us to be present in the moment and to get the best of it. And I enjoy the quote by Shinrui Suzuki, who is a well-known Zen practitioner. And he told that in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities and in the expert's minds, there are few. Uh, what it means from my point of view, being curious means being open to the experience that arises in the moment. This is the idea to look at people we communicate with as if we see them for the first time. To get some useful insights, 
to listen to rising ideas with curiosity and non-judgmentally because actually we like judging this is the one of the aspect of our mind and when we are talking about the stability being stable means to be able to find emotional balance to take a pause, to respond instead of react when we are having tough conversations sometimes it happens and when we are present we can feel that our energy is growing and in this moment we can make a pause and we may choose our behavior so and the third tip i'd like to share with you is connection active listening and being being empathetic and when we're talking about uh, mindful communication active listening is uh, a very important aspect and uh, actually it's, it is very easy to forget to be mindful when uh, we listen because there are a lot of distractions nowadays how many of you have cell phones everyone think about how many times you have checked your phone or texted someone while someone else was talking to you in person and this is not mindful listening because we are paying attention to something else instead of the person we are communicating with and uh, in these moments when we are aware that we are not mindful we are not the with the person we are interacting with we can come to two first steps either to arrive to come to our body to feel our posture to check the connection or come to our breath just to breathe a bit with curiosity and stability and come back to the present moment this is the idea of mindful communication and in order to come easily to these tips we can call them abc the first a is arrive the second b is breathe and the third c is connect so hope that uh, these tips will be useful for you when creating healthy relations is an integral part of your well-being So that's it, what I wanted to share with you today. Thank you, Elena. And I want then to ask you a few questions related to this because it's very important. And actually it's more natural because they did studies where people who meditate a lot, whenever they experience every moment, the part of their brain that is experiencing something new stays active. So they're always aware and having what is called the beginner mind, which is not actually something you create with words. It's something you live through your body and that you train yourself through meditation. But to you, before you began mindfulness and meditation, and you were on video maybe before and after, what did you notice would be different maybe in how people perceived you, how they responded to you, or maybe you had energy that comes from a different place when you're communicating 
to have power that was created on video you through the increased mindfulness is that an experience you had and can you comment on this please um so i can comment on uh, my communication with the person i used to communicate with uh, so i uh, used to work in the global uh, company and i communicated to many people during the day and uh, we had uh, a lot of face-to-face -face meeting every day and uh, it was really impressive when uh, my colleague uh, she came to me and told elena you are when when i'm organizing meetings and uh, okay she worked in compliance and this is not the most sexy thing we can imagine and uh, so uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, different um, it seems sometimes uh, not interesting slides and so on not interesting information it's sometimes it's getting boring for some people and uh, when this uh, then uh, this event uh, started she told me that okay when i start my meeting you're only one person who is here who is present and who's listening to me and i'd like to tell you that you're a great communicator but the only point i was doing i was listening to her and i respected her because she prepared this information she wanted to share uh, this information with us and uh, uh and it was really important for her to share and i guess for us to listen to her i was curious what she can share because uh, she's from compliance i'm from business operations and uh, i'm doing other stuff and i was really curious to listen to her but uh, other people uh, during the event they uh, tried to um, to answer some emails and doing all these tasks so this is the idea why she she was impressed this is something that uh, is very impressive and is very important for the person why, why i'm talking about mindful communication and active listening this is really very important for the person that there is uh, another person who can listen and who cares about the idea this person would like to communicate so that's the difference you. I agree 1000% with you and actually that is very wise and deep and often advanced that people might spend years not realizing the importance of full presence and fully listening to the person. And I thank you very much for that and I say another distraction which is even more subtle than answering emails people might be thinking about what they will say after as a cool response to be to have their ego increased and that is a distraction so they can be looking at the person and they look like they're paying attention but the brain is thinking about what to say next to impress others and that is not full presence i thank you very much if you have any comment please share and if not, we will allow the next speaker to speak, and I'm excited about that. And I thank you again, Elena. It's my privilege. Thank you, Aziz, for this opportunity. Thank you.
Thank you, and I wish you a great day now, the next speaker. And I look forward to this because it's not going to be in English. So I'll just enjoy his voice. <laughs> and let's go. Denise Bogomez. Denise, you can speak if you want. Так. Всім привіт. Сьогодні я хочу підняти дуже важливе питання щодо того, як бути цікавим співрозмовником для інших. І я дам декілька порад, які ще не були озвучені тут. А також прокоментую дві поради, які вже були озвучені, але трохи з іншого боку. Перше, що я хотів би зазначити, це те, що варто говорити впевнено. І що б ви не говорили, що б ви не робили, ви маєте робити це впевнено, тому що люди будуть розуміти, що ви впевнені в тому, що робите, і ви являєтеся професіоналом у своїй роботі. Друге, що варто підмітити, не варто говорити, коли ви знаходитеся в якомусь особливому стані. Під особливим станом я розумію або щастя, або гнів. Тому що в щасті ми можемо пообіцяти дуже багато чого, чого потім ми зможемо виповнити, але прикладаючи багато зусиль. І в гніві не говорити, тому що це може зашкодити нам і в нашому майбутньому. Хотів би прокоментувати поїнт слухати людей варто не тільки говорити. Слухати людей варто, тому що людям подобається, коли їх слухають, і ви будете дійсно гарним співрозмовником, коли будете слухати інших, а також не просто слухати, але й аналізувати інформацію, яку до вас доносять. Коли ви будете підкріпляти те, що ви слухали якимись фактами або згадками з розповіді співрозмовника, до вас будуть ставитися більш прихильно. Третє, що я хотів підмітити, це те, що варто посміхатися частіше. Посмішка вселяє впевненість в вас. Люди починають вам довіряти і хочуть продовжити спілкування на різні теми. Навіть якщо ви проходите співбесіду у якусь компанію, ви посміхаєтесь, говорите впевнено, ви з легкістю можете перевести тему на ту, яку вам зручно, і ніхто цього не помітить, у вас все піде вдало. Що ще я хотів би додати? Варто бути чесним. Варто бути чесним, в першу чергу, з собою, тому що якщо ви не будете чесними з собою, ви не зможете бути чесними з іншими людьми. Коли ви будете чесними з собою, ви будете розуміти свої сильні сторони і слабкі. Виходячи з аналізу, ви будете розуміти, над чим вам варто працювати. У вас не буде ніяких комплексів, тому що ви і так будете знати, що ви вже працюєте над ними. Відповідно, немає ніякої необхідності хвилюватися. І коли ви будете аналізувати свої вчинки, 
то ви можете перейти до аналізу вчинків інших людей. І також дуже важливий поєнт. Потрібно навчитися аналізувати поведінку інших людей. Потрібно навчитися приймати поведінку, приймати слова і вчинки інших людей. Варто пам'ятати, що кожен вчинок, кожне слово може бути випущено випадково. Опираючись на якусь подію в житті людини, особисту подію, про яку ми навіть не догадуємося. Варто розуміти, що парадигма у кожної людини сформована по-різному. Парадигма – це ваше сприйняття світу або певної ситуації, певного аспекту життя. І у всіх людей різні цінності. Кожна людина реагує по-різному на кожну ситуацію. Якщо ви розмовляєте з якоюсь людиною, а вона вам грубить, то це не означає, що ви їй не сподобалися. А можливо, все-таки у неї в житті щось таке трапилося, що свій гнів і емоції вона хоче виплеснути на вас. І це через те, що в неї накопилися. І таке трапляється, всі знають це. Тому потрібно розуміти, що у всіх таке буває, не потрібно ображатися ні на кого, тому що ви самі не можете стверджувати, що у тої людини все добре. Варто також поважати людину, з якою ви розмовляєте. А також є гарна порада, коли ви виступаєте на публіці, вам варто помітити в кожному, в кожній людині, перед якою ви виступаєте, щось гарне. Хтось вам може сподобатись за очі, хтось за одяг, хтось за жестикуляцію. Це немає різниці. Коли вся аудиторія буде приємною для ваших очей, ви полюбите цю аудиторію і будете говорити з нею без стресу. Ви будете почувати себе впевненіше, і люди це відчують. Це буде відчуватися і в ваших руках, і в вашій промові. Це основні пункти, які я б хотів би висвітлити. І бажаю всім щастя і знайти себе у цьому житті. Дякую. Thank you very much, Dennis. This will be this is recorded and everything is well. If everything goes well, I'll publish it on the podcast and I appreciate it very much. To the listeners, do you have any questions for Dennis or comments? If so, click to raise your hand and you can speak. Yaroslava, you can speak. I opened your mic. Again, Yara, I opened your mic because you clicked the, you raised your hand. Was that mistake or 
You can speak now, say something. Oh, I'm sorry, it, it just was some problems with my microphone. Sorry. No I'm problem. Just... No problem. Yeah. Uh, I will switch to English as uh, there is um, some, not everyone from our listeners uh, understand uh, Ukrainian. Uh, Denise, uh, you have mentioned a point about um, uh, when somebody addresses you in an aggressive way, you should just uh, let it go and just uh, move on. Um, from my point of view, uh, even if a person has some troubles in his life and if something just serious happened, it doesn't give this person um, opportunity to address somebody uh, with who he speaks with in a um, humiliating or disrespectful way. Do you agree with this point or do you have something to say about it? Yaroslava, yes, I agree with you, but uh, despite the fact uh, that uh, it isn't normal, we should uh, appreciate that this situation can happen. And if it happens, uh, we should react in a normal way, not be aggressive, uh, too. Because if we are aggressive, uh, we will get off uh, the contact with this person. And if we normally communicate with uh, this person, we will continue our communication and possibly the next step will be the normal communication and um, maybe then this person will analyze uh, that uh, he or she was wrong. Thank you, Dennis. And Yara, I will give you a different perspective, which is philosophically different. There are two philosophies, the one from the diplomacy, where many diplomats and politicians, they say politics is having to smile and shake hands with people that you go home and you will beat your pillow from frustration because you have to deal with them. <laughs> well, there is another philosophical point of view which says there are 8 billion people in the world and therefore if someone is not being kind and nice and they're thinking their negative emotions gives them the right to treat others badly, well, they should, they're not your people, and your goal is to find the few people who are special and can be special in your life. So it's different. If you're an employee in a corporation or in the government, you have to smile and take it on the cheek, <laughs> the pain. But if you're an entrepreneur or an artist or someone who is who can have one or two friends only, then you can accept to cut off people. And therefore, it's a different strategy based on who you are, your goals, and what makes you happy. To me, I would be agreeing with you that it doesn't give them the right. And I'd rather not be involved with those people because I believe people, like Dennis was said, they will think and reconsider my experience. People only, people don't change unless they reach a point in their life where they reach rock bottom and there is no other option but to change. Otherwise, people stay consistent 
and if they are negative and hostile, they will be negative and hostile for the foreseeable future. Well, there are people already now who are positive, kind, and a pleasure to be around, and those are the people we should find rather than spend our time with people who aren't ready to be in that way. What is your comment? Of course, Yara, on this. And I agree with Dennis, depending on the circumstances of you being working in the government or working in a corporation where harmony is more important than respect, while other people would say being surrounded by happy, positive people is the way. And therefore, I don't let that negative kind of energy into my life. Yara, what is your comment on this, please? Um, my comment is that, yes, uh, you have mentioned being flexible uh, and being aware of where you can act in a certain way and where you can't. Like uh, being an employee definitely doesn't ca doesn't give you a right to cut off your employer uh, if he's being rude to you and you don't have uh, any other way to get by but have this money. Uh, however, in the uh, um, environment of your friends or your acquaintances, uh, personally, I believe that um, better not have any friends or have one friend uh, than have more, but uh, those who uh, those who think that they have a right to not control their emotions towards others. I agree with you. Dennis, if you'd like to say something, please do. And it was a privilege and an honor to have you here today. Yes, uh, for me is too. Um, I uh, want to communicate with people with positive energy, but uh, my point was um, about uh, flexibility, and that we can uh, we should know how to cope with such people while um, some negotiations, for example, because my sphere is uh, connected with. Um, people with different people and uh, there was there were a lot of situations when i came to my future partner and he was uh, in bad mood and i had to cope with this problem um i had to make that ice melt and then speak about what i have to do Thank you. You're welcome. That is very good. And I thank you very much for this attitude. Well, we're almost finishing. So I'll ask, do you have any comment or would you like to add anything? Or just to say hello, Katrina Retz or Diana Masianchuk or Daria Burlaka, Anastasia Muskalenko, Olga Timoshina and others, whoever would like to say something, raise your hand. Hello, can I say something? Yes. I'm very thankful for this day and for the speeches of everyone. I think that uh, like every of us is very, everyone is very active and we all know these points that were covered, but uh, I think that it is important to remind us this like basic things how we should communicate and uh, 
I want to say about uh, Denis' point. Uh, I liked it very much that we should find something in the audience, like in every person, find something that we like, and then we'll speak better, more confident. I never thought about it, and I'm. I thank you all for new, like new things that I. Uh, took from these uh, conversations. Thank you, Katerina Retz. And I say your name because when this is recorded, people won't see. And I really appreciate it and I agree. If someone learns one thing that they will use for a long time, that is a very positive moment. Olga Timoshina, you wish to speak, please click to open your mic and I look forward to hearing you. Hi everyone, it was really a pleasure to listen to all of the participants. Uh, I actually have a question to everyone that perhaps could, you know, result in a different uh, conversation later. So we have, uh, you all, all spoke a lot of interesting things about how to be active listener and that's really important. So uh, to, to when you speak to someone, it's important not only what you're saying, but how you are being listened and uh, about cultural differences. And uh, this was mainly in perspective of different countries. But I wanted like to highlight that uh, even if you haven't lived like in many countries, uh, you still can see the difference in uh, in uh, this cultural uh, layers of ages, for example, in your own countries or of uh, some uh, regions and locations. And uh, this is more day-to-day -day stuff that you need to face and uh, their like issues can be more practical so perhaps someone has anything to share about this because uh, i deal with it a lot when i try to communicate with different people who live in my house and uh, that has been challenging for me so perhaps you have something to share Thank you. Well, I'll leave others to listen to their comments first. So if someone would like to speak, just click or raise your hand to comment and support Olga in her question. Okay, then I will give you this perspective. Olga, think of it as, did you read the Stephen Covey Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the book? Yeah, like 15 years ago. Yes. Do you know there is one where seek to understand before being understood? I think it's the fifth habit. And I will explain to you something. A lot of the frustration you might have with people who are close to you, it comes from them at some point level feeling you don't really hear them or understand them and that there is like a clash between ideas. I'm not saying that you're doing that, but if you stop your own needs, not in that way, but if you take five minutes to understand them really fully, understand their perspective, before you even think about your own perspective, you will notice just by doing this, they will be more open to listen and hear what you have to say because they don't feel ignored at some level. Do you know what I mean? Yes, in general, 
though this not always helps, <laughs> sometimes people just are stubborn <laughs> as they are. And yeah. uh, sometimes it's really hard. Like one question, if you're speaking about your colleagues, coworkers, someone, uh, you know, of your friends or family, but it's totally different when you need to unite total strangers. Yes, I understand. And often, you know, I remember uh, someone who is a Zen master. He said, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family because he said that your family will trigger you because they put those triggers in you which means everything that frustrates you or pisses you off it was created by your family in you and therefore of course they are the experts at doing it so some people think of it in a different way they say when people are stubborn and you're feeling frustrated that is the best way to have your traumas triggered so that they come to the surface and you can reflect on them or meditate to release them do you know what i mean so instead of trying to change them or have peace realize that something is happening that is triggering your old traumas in a way and to understand this it's a deep lesson to know what is the next thing that you need to develop in order to develop your strong psychology. It's like some people that will go and they will run a marathon and it's painful and it's very difficult, but at the end, they become a better person and stronger. They don't just do the easy strolling all the time and think that will make them strong. Do you understand? Like, did I explain this correctly? Well, I, I hope that I understood it, and it's, it would take enormous time to, to be sure if I did <laughs> at the present moment. So let's assume that I did understand it correctly. But, uh, like, uh, for me, speaking with people, well, with people, for example, from my company, that's an easy task. For me, speaking with uh, uh, relatives who actually, as you said, knows my points, yeah, where can which can trigger me, that's okay. Uh, that can be like manageable. But it's really hard for me to speak with people from my home that I tried. To, and this lecture was a great demotivation for me for some period of creating something in our like local community because uh, sometimes it's hard that people don't want to listen to you. So you do listen to them. You try to explain what they have said in plain words and confirm that you did uh, or understood them. But uh, they like tend to um, make vision that they don't understand you and that they don't want to communicate with you. And this is very hard to overcome because this is either the enormous time that you need to spend with them and continuously. Like just I have one hundred seventeen flats, and that was really very hard for me to call everyone and to have a speak like what do you have um what do you think we should do first in our home what do you think we should improve how would you be able or willing to like do something or invest some time money effort i don't know knowledge anything like this and sometimes people are more that they tend to see what you have uh not in common that you have the ability to quarrel well, 
perhaps these people do have the necessity to quarrel, but this is still very hard for, you know, to communicate with such people. And so we, we don't only communicate with those people who are clever, intellectual, enlightened, and are really willing to hear to you and to share things. And uh, I think that just, I don't know how with others, but for me, it's the challenge to speak with those who don't want you as a person near them. But Thank sometimes you. you're not able to choose them. Yes, now I understand better. It's about your dream of creating the community of your flats and turning them. Like, I think you mentioned that during our interview that you have this goal of creating a small community in the flats that are around your neighborhood, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Well, it, it goes back to what Yara was mentioning. In reality, trying to convince people doesn't work, only in movies. <laughs> it's one of the things, two things that are wrong. In movies, they show that one person can do everything on their own without a team often, and they're like the superhero, and it doesn't work in real life. Teams are more powerful than people. And the second, that they go and they say some magical words and someone is suddenly convinced. I will tell you really psychologically, the best way is to be a role model. What does this mean? Or the best revenge in your case is happiness. Even if you have 10 flats who will have a great community, a great time, other people will begin to notice and maybe advertise it to put like on social media, put around, send them videos of you having a great time together or creating something cool. And then when those people notice bit by bit, they begin to think, well, I'm bored. I'm not doing exciting things. My neighbors look this community. They would like me to be part of it. And they look like they're having a good time. And then slowly they will come over time to see the benefit because words are, if you think about it in biology, it's called an honest signal that in communication, words are the weakest way to communicate. There is something called subcommunication. There is something called demonstration and proof, which is that if they see you having the results, then they believe it. But if you tell them promises, they don't believe it. Do you know what I mean? Like don't deal with those people create a happy small community and then invite them and then let them choose based on noticing your level of good community. Do you know what I mean? Thanks a lot. That's actually a very great advice and I will try to maintain it because now we do have, well, I started everything with a the forum which is was a free forum like I guess five years ago and there were like five people who attended this forum. Then we decided to, to move further and like to have some discussions to meet and uh, we moved to just to Viber chat and now it's like an open chat and I see more and more people adding up there. So perhaps this, uh, this is uh, what you said explains for me that this was a good strategy, but still it, it's stress for me sometimes. And I think that, uh, well, I uh, think that you have told will help me to like motivate myself to stay in touch with those people who are actually interested to be happy and uh, to use this envy of others others to 
to be interested to join us. Thanks a lot. That, that's a great advice. You're welcome, Olga. And well, it's our time to complete this first forum. I like Yara that you use that. That's a great word. And I thank you, everyone. I wish you a brilliant day. I look forward to sharing this one with everyone. And on Wednesday at 7 p.m. in Ukraine time, Diana Sabalieva will read some of her own poetry. She's great. It's the first time she will reveal it to the world. So it's an exciting moment, as well as the Alika, who is a, in English as a second language teacher and a Flex alumna and an LCC University girl, will share her best tips that she uses when she's writing in English in order to communicate better on social media when writing essays, etc. I wish you a great day and thank you, everyone.